Over Thanksgiving break, me and my girlfriend like got invested in some HGTV shows. You ever watch those? Not really. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I know. The what home you're renovation, about. home improvement type shows. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 We were stuck, and we started watching this one called Flip or Flop. Okay. You want to guess the premise? Um, I I I couldn't even begin. Couldn't even begin. Okay. Keep in mind, these all take place in fucking California. Right. Oh, so there's no chance. Everything's a flop in California. Not even. Not it, bro. You hold on a minute because you're about to be flabbergasted. Okay. Okay. So the premise of this one is they take like foreclosed houses and they flip them to see if they can make a profit. You know, flip or flop. Naturally, yeah. Crazy, right? Intuitive. Mm-hmm. And so we started watching the show, and they start showing this house that is just absolutely decrepit, decayed. Just a complete shitter. The roof is literally caving in. It is uninhabitable. <laughs> nice. Completely So like every apartment in New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Windows are just boarded up. Doors barely even work. Roof, again, caved in. Okay. Cannot live in there. No. Guess how much this shit sold for at the auction? Um, 1.3 million. No, two hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars. That's still a lot. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Two hundred ten thousand dollars here in Michigan, where we live, for an uninhabitable house. For literally, you cannot live in this place. <laughs> the definition of a fixer-upper. I can fix him. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, it's like I knew that the California real estate market was just absolutely fucked up. Oh yeah, but I did not know that it was this fucked up. Oh yeah, the California housing market. There's no shot you can get, like, a good house and not be poor for the rest <laughs> clearly, of your life. Clearly. Like, you don't. You you just, in California, if you're a working class person, you simply do not make enough you're money. Fucked. You're absolutely That's why there's so on. many homeless people in L.A. God damn. Like, it's, it is actually insane. The housing market is just destroyed right now. There's no shot I'm ever going to buy a house. No, I'm never going to be a homeowner. Renting for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. By design. <laughs> yeah, literally. There's just no shot. Welcome up, back man? to Head in the Office. Uh, we got a kind of a sad episode planned, honestly. Yeah. Not a lot of good news. Originally, we thought it was going to be a light week. Yeah. It was not a light week. Not a light week at all. Uh, not a lot of good news this week, but, you know, we'll, we'll sprinkle in some surprises if we can. But <laughs> We'll try. Yeah. We, we, got a, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. But before we get into the episode, make sure you head over to the Patreon. Check it out. Entertain us a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know. Go over to the YouTube, the TikTok. Give us some love. Uh, a like, a follow, a subscribe, maybe. Exactly. Exactly. Show us, so, show us some support. If you want to show even more support, you can leave a review on Apple. Give me those sweet, sweet dopamine hits. Give us a, a five-star review on Apple. We'll read it on the pod. We don't got any today, though. Yeah, not sad. Second sad. week in a row. We need y'all to step up the game yeah, a little come bit. come on now. I'm dopamine deprived. Make a second Apple ID if you have to. I'm getting beaten, battered, and bruised yeah. right now yeah. by school, and I just need it. I need Toughest it so part of the semester. We need some support. So. <laughs> Finals, two weeks, baby. If you'll allow us to guilt trip you real quick, <laughs> <laughs> head, over, head over to Apple. Leave a five-star review. Tell your yeah. friends to listen. Get your dad on the pod. Get your dad on. Get your conservative uncle on the pod. Have we'll them listen him. to us. We'll phone a friend. Yeah, we'll convince them. We can fix them. We can, <laughs> can fix, fix them. Him. I can fix them. All right, so getting right into the news today, um, I want to issue a little bit of a trigger warning, really, for the entire episode. Facts. Uh, we'll be talking about some some pretty touchy subjects, but we'll let you know when we get there. But the first thing we're going to be talking about is Oxford today um, and what happened last Tuesday in Oxford High School. Um, so a trigger warning for gun violence is if you're susceptible to that kind of stuff. Um, but we'll go ahead and get right into it. So last Tuesday, November 30th, there was a 15-year-old student named Ethan Crumbly who brought a gun to uh, Oxford High School in Michigan 
and he started opening fire around like 12 or a little bit before noon. Um, And despite the shooting only lasting minutes, he was able to kill four students and injured several others, including, I think, one teacher, um, making it the deadliest school shooting since Santa Fe in 2018, which before that was Parkland in the same year. Yeah. Um, So not great at all. But a review of the evidence leading up to the shooting revealed that the attack was premeditated and it was advertised by Ethan Crumbly on social media. Yeah. Um, and the school administrators had also had a handful of meetings with Ethan and his parents, Literally, and nothing was done. The morning of, they had a meeting with this kid. Yeah. And his parents, they were there. There was a text from his mom that said, Ethan, don't do it. Yep. You can't tell me they didn't know. You, there, so many steps along the way were just mishandled. Oh, yeah. With this whole, dude had a countdown on his Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Kids stayed home from school because they knew that something was going to happen. Yeah. And, like, the the warning signs were absolutely there. Um, CNN reported that Ethan Crumbly used a gun at, on uh, November 30th. He used yeah. a gun that was bought four days prior as an early Christmas gift by his parents. Mm-hmm. And he also what was revealed was that after the Thanksgiving break, two teachers had reported him for suspicious behavior. One instance of him shopping for ammunition while in class. And another instance of where a teacher found a drawing that he drew which apparently depicted a school shooting. It's Both like, of these instances were reported. He met with administrators to talk about this on Monday and the same day of the shooting on Tuesday. Nothing was done. No disciplinary action at all. It's literally cartoonishly evil yeah. what this kid did leading up to the incident. It, yeah. And nobody caught on. Like, this is the shit you see in those advertisements or those PSAs that you think is super corny. That shit would never happen in real life. And this kid did all of them. Literally, yeah. the evil fucking drawings, the shopping for ammo and guns at school. Like, what? How do you not see that? It's basic. It's yeah, he, the basic. He shit. literally did. I remember a couple of years ago there was this YouTube ad that went around. Is it the one where it's like the two high schoolers and they that, fall in love, and in the background are all the warning yes, signs? Yes, yes. Yeah. In the background, there's a kid like in each of the shots that has warning signs of him like looking up guns in class or like doing suspicious things on his phone or whatever it may Quite be. Quite literally, the things that Ethan did. The exact same things that just I mean fumbled the bag. And like we can talk about specifically what the students did to try to evade the shooter and like the Alice training that kind of shit. Yeah. And apparently that was very successful and the police got there a lot quicker than they did for the parkland shooting so like those measures that they have taken that basically every school in the nation has taken at this point have been very successful but the administrators completely ignored every single warning sign when it was blatantly in front of their face yeah i like how the students are the ones here that were you know doing their part yeah the victims were the ones doing their part oh yeah since when did we put the alice training in wasn't that after parkland i think it was after parkland but like I, i mean parkland had came after Dozens of other school shootings that we had heard about Which is as we grew up. And that's something I wanted to talk about is um, I remember that <laughs> all the drills that I've grown up with doing in my life, all the fucking active shooter drills I've had to do in school, usually up until I want to say Parkland, I could be wrong. The standard was, oh, just hide in a corner. Turn the lights off, lock the door and hide in a corner. Yes. And, are you fucking kidding me? That, so, so ineffective. So fucking ridiculous. And yes. they finally institute the Alice training. The things that we all instinctively have wanted to do in those situations. Yeah. And then it's finally made mainstream. Yeah. I'm glad it worked, but like, come on. Administrators yeah. have been so behind the curve our whole lives. Yes. It's insane. It is, yeah, it is actually insane. Um, and at the time of recording this, the parents of Ethan Crumbly have been, app- have been apprehended. Uh, and they're being charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. 
Um, and they're obviously complicit in this. Oh, like they absolutely are complicit in so this. Ethan, don't and do it. We know that they tried to run away. By the way, I don't know if you <laughs> yes, all saw that they in the headlines. Went on the run. But they were on the run for like probably 24 hours or so. Yeah. The cops didn't know where they were. There was like a a county wide manhunt going on for them. Eventually, they found them. Um, but they were obviously trying to flee. Yeah, because they, like, they know they withdrew a bunch of money and cash from an ATM. Yeah, and I think when they got caught, they said something like, "Oh, we weren't trying to run from the cops. We were trying to run from people who might have wanted to hurt us." Yeah, shut doubtful. the fuck up. Really doubtful. But like like Gage said, for as long as I can remember, uh, we've been we've been kind of trained on how to like handle school shootings. But it obviously took a, a turn after Parkland in 2018 yeah. when we started learning like Al's training and stuff. But as a student, like growing up in the time of school shootings, every single classroom I've been in, I've had an escape plan. No, literally. Yeah. You're always <laughs> thinking like, damn, like there's always a thought that pops into your mind a couple times in the semester. It's like, damn, what if something happened like right here? Yes. Like what if something's going on? Yeah. And we even at our high school, we had a couple of threats. I only I think only one of them ended up being a serious threat yeah. where something happened. Yeah. And we had a couple bomb threats. Yes. Like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I remember when the bomb threat was going on, kind of unrelated, kind of related. We were locked in fucking in third hour. And I had to skip lunch and just thinking, like, this was a part of normal life. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even phased by it. I was just sitting there with my friends in class. Nobody was phased. Nobody was phased when that happened. I mean, it's insane. It is. It is insane. that, And you can ask any student. You can find any student that has grown up, went through high school and middle school during this time. Every single person has an escape plan for every classroom that they're in. Oh, yeah. Whether it be like jumping out a window or running down the hall or barricading the door and grabbing like a weapon that you could use from the class, whether it be like a textbook or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, a piece of metal or whatever. Uh, a like, stapler. Yeah. Every single student has some kind of plan because this is the world that we're growing up in because without any action to address any of these issues, we literally have to come up with plans of how we're going to survive mm-hmm. if someone comes into our school and tries to kill us. It's so incredibly sad and it just makes me, it's like my whole entire life, our whole entire lives, the the two big events that have been going on nationally in the news that pop up like every so often but consistently have been school shootings and the war on terror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they've just always fucking been there and they're horrible things, both of them. Yeah, then and they're just normalized now. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, when I first uh, learned about what was going on in the in Oxford High School, I was like, it felt very strange. It was like a feeling yeah. that, I don't know, it was very foreign to me. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of our proximity to the high school being in Michigan. Yeah. Or if it's because it's like the first shooting since online school has really ended. So it's the first one in like two years that we've really, you know, has gotten national coverage, which is also insane that there's been other school shootings that just haven't got national attention, by the way. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Something feels very different about this one. And it may just be a combination of factors. Literally close to home. But it's just I mean, like the the world that we've grown up in (laughs) got to be a simulation. What a a good one. (laughs) Can't be real. So, so great. American exceptionalism is really shining through in these moments. Yeah. And like, like I said, like we've, we've grown up with all of this throughout our lives. And there's also, as these school shootings have been happening over the last two decades, there's been tons and tons of protests Mm -hmm. uh, against gun violence. There's been March for Our Lives, all kinds of other stuff, students coming together with parents and the community advocating for gun restrictions or things that will help, you know, keep students safe in school. Nothing has ever happened. Oh God. Actually, you know what? You know what happens when those things happen? 
Teachers get guns. No, oh god, that's a, that's a separate story. One, <laughs> but no, it's the kids who were victims. Well, not victims, but like at the school that was shot. Yeah, victims yes, of the school shootings, victims. even though they weren't directly shot. Yeah, like David Hogg. David Hogg. That's who I was thinking. End up getting harassed by conservative Congress people. by members of Congress. Literally sitting members of Congress was right it, now. Was it Marjorie Taylor Greene or Loa, uh, Laura Bobart that did that? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, harassed yes. him when he was in D.C. Quite literally on the street, harassed. It was kid. accusing him of like faking it yeah that is like crazy what the fuck? was it i think in parkland what 17 people died yeah like you are 18 i think you are soulless mm-hmm. like oh my fucking god like these <laughs> are our members of congress harassing like what is it is he 20 now or something like he's i don't know something he's like around that. as he old as like we are a year or two older than us yeah like a 21 year old you're just harassing him uh-huh like he has survived a traumatic experience, dedicated his life to fighting against those traumatic experiences, and you're gonna harass him. <laughs> and then he gets harassed by one of the most powerful sitting people in the country. Yes, the sitting congresswoman. <laughs> yeah, that's that is insane. And, and like I said, like nothing has been done to address gun violence. I have no reason to believe that just because Oxford has happened that anything will change now. Oh yeah. The the talks on gun reform have always just been circular. They've never actually accomplished anything. They've never been fruitful. And at this point, it just it feels like a waste of time. Yeah, and it's like the only gun reform that actually happens. I don't know. It's like banning bump stocks. Yeah, shit like that that happened once, like under Trump. Yeah, was it bump stocks or something else that was banned? I think under Trump? I think there may have been a bill that like limited magazine size too, or there, maybe that's something older than I, I'm thinking I of. I think that's older. I think that might have been Obama. Oh, okay. I know there's just something under Trump, and that's the last fucking thing that happened. But, like, I mean, there's there's evidence that shows that when you put more restrictions on gun laws, whether it be, like, background checks or the type of guns you can have or whatever it may be, when you put those restrictions on, it does decrease gun violence. Well, yeah, because it's too fucking easy to get a gun. Exactly. Like, <laughs> we have more guns in this oh country my than people. God. Literally, there's um 120 guns per every 100 person in America. Yeah. What the fuck is and, up with that? And the thing is, like, it's not—it's clearly not dispersed equally. Guns are yeah. centralized to a very—I don't know if it's a small subset, but to a subset of the population. I'd imagine this, you got a ton of like upper middle class people with arsenals. Yeah, just, they got like fifteen they're guns just ready for all the BLM protesters yeah. to march through their neighborhood. You know, and like I—I I hate to like obviously bring race into the conversation, but yep. the government only cares about guns when black people have them. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's, and that's demonstrably Historically, true. That has been true. Yeah, and I think we'll we'll insert a clip right now. Okay. Um, but this this uh, this clip that we're about to insert is like a I don't know. It's a news anchor talking about how Ethan Crumbly, you know, is a white person being portrayed as like an innocent Ooh, kid. Just yeah. listen. The twist at the end, unimaginable. You, you're gonna think. I thought like Jeremy even prefaced me when he sent it to me, saying, "Bro, just wait till the end. This is crazy." I'm watching the whole video. I'm like, "What's so crazy about this?" Yeah. Then boom, it happens. Yeah. Look at the photos of Ethan Crumbly people on social media and some media outlets are using. He's now 15, and yet they chose this angelic-looking photo from about when he was 10. What is the purpose of this when there are several other photos, like his mugshot, that could have been shown instead? This same sort of tactic is used in reverse against Black perpetrators and even victims. Rather than use their school photo of them smiling and looking like good kids, they use the meanest-looking, most aggressive photo they can find on social media to portray them as villains. They attempt to portray them as people who either obviously would commit the heinous crime they did or victims who deserved it. They do this to placate a certain bias and mindset that the audience already holds, and the same looks to be happening in this case. Showing Crumbly as this innocent-looking angelic white kid is intended to stoke fear and support a narrative that white people, no matter how nice they look, are domestic terrorists who should who we should all be afraid of. 
So now that you've seen that, oh my God. <laughs> the incredible twist at the end, it amazes me because she recognizes a very real trend that when black people commit crime or when crime is committed against them, they are depicted in the most horrifying, scary, violent way possible yeah. to try to paint all people of color or all people of their population as, you know, bad. Just horrible. Just you to know, show that like, like, yeah, to show like, well, of course this person committed a crime. Look at what they look like. Yeah. And then she says... It's different for white people. She acknowledges that white people are portrayed as like innocent kids or they're shown at their best moments or like, you know, favorable photos are shown of them. But then she says <laughs> that somehow that is evidence that those photos are being used to show that all white people are bad. Didn't she say something like all white people are terrorists? Yeah, that's the narrative. Bruh, oh Demonstra my God. Demonstrably wrong. Who thinks like that? Nobody. Not a single person. This is just, it's literally just there to rally up hogs. Nice photos of white people are shown when they commit crimes as a way, always as a way to diminish the severity of their crime. Yeah, it's and to just minimize to humanize it. them. That's yes. it. And it's, it's always used to be like, well, look, they were, you know, they were having a tough time, wrong place at the wrong time. They, you know, their mental health is bad, which is probably true. Mm -hmm. But like, it's always used as a way to explain their actions and excuse their actions rather than condemn them. Or yeah. say that, like, white people are bad. And obviously, like, Ethan Crumley, he didn't commit this attack because he's white. Oh, God, Like, no. there's a variety of factors that contributed to it. But the problem is, is that when a black person commits a crime, or any person of color, that is uh, used to represent their entire population. Yes. But that is, never happens when there's white people. So oh, the no, thing, that, her saying <laughs> that people are using nice, like, childlike photos of Ethan Crumley uh, as a way to make all white people look bad is just fucking insane. Oh, yeah. Insane. Oh my god, bro. The contrast between the two pictures, too. Mm -hmm. The fucking picture when he was like 10 years old praying. Yeah. And then his fucking mugshot. Oh my god. Like she, like I said, she identifies a correct trend that people use pictures of white people when they commit a crime. They use like innocent looking photos mm -hmm. to make them look not so bad. Yeah. Very true. I don't know how she gets to the conclusion <laughs> that it's bad for white people. I don't even, I don't, Loki, I don't know what The Rising is. I've, yeah. like, seen him some other time, but what the fuck kind of journalism <laughs> is this? I don't know. Literally, she could have, you could have just cut the clip. You could have cut it right there. Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, right, base. That's pretty cool. Yes. No, I mean, that would have just been, like, correct. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like, the correct thing. That is just reality. But, like, I, like the logical leap is just, I did not expect the twist. Mm -mm. I just saw that on Twitter, and I was like, but what? Yeah, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you. That she's framing it like this now, and other conservative commentators will frame it like this now, so that when conversations come up around gun reform, they'll have an excuse to not do anything. Because they'll just be like, okay. it was just the individual, and look how the media is framing him. They're yeah. demonizing him. And it's like, yeah, he's a fucking demon. Literally. Like, he, like yes, he's, he's bad. It's like, I've also seen people, I've seen people on, like, Instagram comment on, like, those Instagram nude pages, like, oh, wow, you're really showing his face now? This is exactly what he wanted. You're going to inspire copycats. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. As I if hate we don't like as that. if we don't have a prolific gun violence problem already. Yeah, it's like, "Oh, we shouldn't talk about this tragic national news because that's what they wanted." Yeah, exactly. It's like the same people that say don't talk about Donald Trump because yeah. then you'll like encourage him. And it's like You're he's already him. fucking encouraged. He wants you to he wants the media to talk about him. He's yeah, he's, like, people are going to cover him anyway and he's yeah. going to keep acting like this. Like we may as well address the problem and get to the heart of the issue. Rather, we'd rather do that than ignore it. It's like, you know what's going to stop copycat school shooters? Yeah. More restrictive gun laws. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not, not showing this dude's face. Not, not talking about this case. Yeah. Uh, speaking of gun laws, naturally, uh, the shooting has started conversations around gun control again, oh, which yeah. have honestly been vacant for quite a while. And honestly, the conversations that it has started around gun control 
pretty much non-existent. Yeah, well, pretty much non-existent, but also like the same stuff that we were talking about after Parkland. Oh, yeah. Like months and months. But watered down. Yeah, exactly. So in Congress, a bill was introduced back in March in the House to implement uh, more rigorous background checks when it comes to buying a weapon. Makes a lot of sense. So the bill was brought back up in the Senate, and the GOP blocked the bill. (laughs) GOP blocked the bill, baby. Dude, speaking of the GOP and their blunders, there was, fuck, I saw this one article right before we started filming. I can't remember what the congressperson was. It was a congressman. I don't know if he was in the Senate or the, uh, The the House. Yeah. But this dude, days after the shooting, took, like, family photos for Christmas cards of, like, the family strapped up. Yes, I saw that, too. Dog, what are you doing? I saw that, too. Oh, my God. It's so bad. That's so so bad. Incredibly toned down. What a fucking nightmare. Yeah. But that's just normalized in our country. Like, that's just normal. Anyway, so this legislation was introduced, like I said, in March in the House. It passed the House. And then Democratic Senator Chris Murphy the other day asked for unanimous consent to consider the bill. And unanimous consent is just like a Senate process for introducing legislation. They just say, like, can I have unanimous consent to talk about this? And if one person says no, then they don't talk about it. Love it. It's the fastest way to get a bill introduced to the floor and start debate. Uh, Chuck Grassley, he said no. Old second oldest member of the Senate said say, no. Isn't that dude like 80, 80 something? I don't know. He's like he's the second oldest behind Diane Feinstein by like a few months. Diane Feinstein is a ninety, right? I don't know how old I mean, she was born in like nineteen thirty three. So you knew the math real quick, like eighty something, eighty seven, eighty eight. Nineteen thirty three. Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't know. Math doesn't. I'm not good at math. Math doesn't come to me naturally. I can't put Gage on the spot. (laughs) But uh, here's a quote from Senator Murphy. He says, I don't claim that this proposal nor any other proposal to to change the nation's gun laws will have an effect on every single shooting. But data shows expanded background checks saves lives, decreases gun violence and decreases violent crime. What a novel thought. Wow. Wow. What a what an original idea. That's so non-intuitive. Like, how could you come to that? Exactly. How could you come to that conclusion? Uh, Chuck Grassley, he objected, saying that the bill is hostile towards gun owners and proposed his own bill that would increase requirements for government agencies to accurately submit records to the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. But based on what I've seen of the reporting, his bill would actually roll back universal background check systems more than implement them. I'm sorry. How is expanding universal background checks hostile to gun owners? Yeah. People who currently own guns. Who are grandfathered in already? Yeah. What does that do to them? I'm, he's he's dumb. <laughs> like I mean, he's yeah, bro's literally over eighty years yeah. old. Bro's <laughs> like, literally one of the oldest senators. And like, generally, generally, I do support the Second Amendment because I think it's like I think it's fine if you want to own a gun. Yeah, I'm fine with it too. Exactly. I like, don't really give a shit. I, I've never been one of those like abolish the Second Amendment kind of people. Facts. But the the way guns work in the United States, abysmal, actually atrocious. You need to reform. There that. needs to be barriers to entry. Like I'm sorry, not anybody should be able to own a gun. Yeah, and be able to get one just by going to Walmart. I know for a fact that the United States is the worst country when it comes to school shootings. Oh yeah. And I would think I don't know if this is true, but I think that the United States is also the worst when it just comes to gun violence in general. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we have the most guns out of any country in the world. Yeah. And by the way, it hasn't made us safer. Yeah. It has demonstrably made it less safe. And people love to talk about Illinois, specifically Chicago, when yeah. they talk about gun reform and how restrictive the gun laws are in Illinois. Okay, they're restrictive in Illinois, but you know where they're not restrictive? Neighboring states. All of the bordering states exactly. around Illinois. Yeah. It's kind of a nationwide thing that needs to happen. Yeah, it's almost as if, if when states create laws... They can't apply them in other states. Yeah. Therefore, people can just leave. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's it's not it's not a state centered problem. It is a national problem that yes. needs a national solution. Um, and, and by the way, 
Like, there's a lot of people that are saying, like, well, the Second Amendment protects you from a tyrannical government. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm not going to – you're not going to do shit. I'm sorry. You and your Terran tactical gear You think You think for a defend. second that your AR is going to stop a Stinger missile from hitting your house? <laughs> it's not going to. Yeah. Yeah, no, literally. You think your 12-gauge is going to stop a Hellfire missile? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're not doing anything against the United States government. The United States has dropped bombs on its citizens before. Yeah. I can't remember the exact distance, but it's happened. On the Waco, Texas, they deployed tanks, tanks against their own citizens. Tanks. The Second Amendment's not going to protect you, big dog. Crazy how that works. It is not going to protect you. But generally, like I said, I support the right to have a gun. But like the argument that you need it to protect yourself against the government is insane. Yeah. Also, because we know that when somebody in the Breonna Taylor case used their gun to protect themselves against the state... They were demonized by the right-wing media. They were demonized by the right-wing media that talks about loving guns so much in the Second Amendment. Like, it's dishonest. The state apparatus that committed that vile act got away with it. Mm -hmm. Crazy how that works. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. Absolutely insane. Uh, This debate around gun laws, it's been happening for our entire lives. Um, The NRA has completely bought the entire GOP. Democrats are way too weak to do anything. I don't think anything's going to change. I'm surprised I haven't seen the NRA, like, come out and, like, do a speaking gig. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the fuck at Charles something? The president of the NRA used to be an actor. I don't know who he that did is, all those yeah. Jesus movies back in like the seventies. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charleston Heston maybe. I don't know what his name is. I know what you're talking. I remember hearing about all that. But though. yeah, he's yeah. the fucking president of the NRA. I'm surprised that they haven't come out and like done speeches, ramped up their shit. Because usually after every school yeah. shooting in the past, that's what they've done. Yeah, they've ramped it up. They've ramped up the product. Yeah. I mean, they probably will. They still got time. They probably been, will like, within like the next week or two. Yeah, because. This literally just happened. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens uh, with gun reform as we move throughout, you know, the, lex- the next several months. But I am not optimistic that anything's going to change. I don't think we will sooner like uh, search the belongings of every child coming into a school than implement any gun reform laws. Because we do. Yeah. Because we do. <laughs> yeah. There are plenty of school districts here in Michigan mm-hmm. that require translucent backpacks and have metal detectors. Yeah. Like we, we will, we will sooner literally subject students to all kinds of privacy invasions before we actually implement any kind of laws to restrict guns uh-huh. it's all just a a band-aid on a bleeding wound yeah like that's all it ever is um and that's probably all it's going to be moving forward but we'll see yeah. we'll see us ahead in the office not optimistic not at all anyway never are really moving on to some uh some abortion talk Probably yeah. one of the most frequent topics on the pod honestly like for these last uh three weeks it's just been there yeah yeah it's outrage media for us honestly <laughs> So, y'all may know a little Supreme Court ruling called Roe v. Wade. Oh, yeah, that classic ruling. Uh, So, that case established what is basically known as a woman's liberty to get an abortion that shouldn't be infringed upon upon infringed upon by state governments or the federal government um roe v wade set up a couple of standards the first one was that uh during the first trimester governments could not prohibit any kind of abortion so every woman would have to have access to an abortion within the first trimester fire within the second trimester state governments could impose like some health regulations but they couldn't outright ban it and then the third trimester states were allowed to prohibit it as long as the laws contain certain exceptions like when the woman's life was at risk. Mm-hmm. So that was the general standards that Roe v. Wade set up. And then in a following case, Planned Parenthood v. Casey upheld the ruling but reworked it so that um, a woman has to have access to abortion up to 24 weeks because apparently that's when viability was determined okay, in yeah. 1992. I the think that's arbitrary the line. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the states couldn't prohibit abortion or infringe upon a woman's liberty uh, to have an abortion up until 24 weeks and then yep. after 24 weeks you can make laws about it but 
is a new case in front of the Supreme Court. New case, okay. Um, and it is called Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. Wow. It has to do with a Mississippi law that was passed, I don't know when, but it bans abortion Wasn't after passed, 15 like, weeks. Right around when the Texas law was passed? Probably. Okay. But the Mississippi law bans abortion after 15 weeks. 15 weeks. 15 weeks. Ban- so like obviously, outright bans? Outright bans. That's crazy. So it's obviously in conflict with KCV Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> so yeah, directly in conflict. Um, and it's probably going to take the Supreme Court a few months to actually get to a decision, but they started like doing hearings about it. Okay. Um, and it's not looking good with the 6-3 conservative supermajority. Mm, who would have thought it would? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Not looking great, honestly. Mm. Um, so Mississippi not only asked the court to side with their law, of but also has asked the court as a part of this ruling- to undo all abortion restrictions and return the question of abortion solely to the states. That's what's up for grabs in this case. That's so fucking stupid. All abortion regulations is up for grabs in this case. Partly because Democrats have done nothing to codify it into law. Uh-huh. Literally did nothing to codify Roe Never v. Wade into law. Never taken advantage of their majorities. Exactly. Never. And the Supreme Court is a, a conservative supermajority, so it's not looking great. I love that. But I thought maybe... We could go through some of what the justices some have said. Some of the banger quotes that these people have dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Justice Roberts, the, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, who is uh, labeled as a moderate but is still a conservative, he said yeah. that he's only interested in the question of 15 weeks, doesn't want to consider a full reversal. But it literally doesn't matter because he's outnumbered. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now it's instead of a 6-3 majority, it's a 5-4 majority. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. So he's okay with maybe cutting off nine weeks from that period of when you can get an abortion. And he also, his opinion will not matter when it comes to reversal. (laughs) Doesn't matter. All you need is a majority. Um, Justice Alito, one of our favorite conservatives of all time, he said, and this is kind of putrid, so prepare yourself. He said, is your argument that a case can never be overruled simply because it was egregiously wrong? And then he goes on to say, so suppose Plessy v. Ferguson (laughs) was re-argued in 1897. So nothing had changed. Would it not be sufficient to say... That was an egregiously wrong decision on the day that it was handed down, and now it should be overruled. (laughs) And for those that don't know, Plessy v. Ferguson was the case that allowed for legal segregation that was not overturned until about 50 years later with Brown v. Board of of Education. You guys guys overturned this absolutely egregious policy at the court, so why can't we overturn women's rights? Yes. (laughs) Bro said that. Sometimes the court may decide incorrectly, therefore I can apply that whenever I want. Yeah. Like what kind of lot? Like, yes, of course, a court is a body that can make bad decisions, but you can't apply that logic anywhere. Yeah, sure. The law is fluid. Like, I get it. It changes with the time. Yes. But you can't do that to just take the wrong stance. Yeah, he's literally yeah, <laughs> he's equating he's equating legal segregation to abortion. Yeah. How are those the same? And it's like arguing like on those grounds. You could just extend that and say, what's the case that overturned Plessy v. Ferguson? Uh, Brown v. Board of Education in 1950-something. <laughs> yeah, right. You could just say, okay, Brown v. Board of Education was egregiously wrong. Let's overturn it now. Yeah. You could just he would you agree. Could do it again. He would like, agree. Literally, he would you could literally just do it again. Agree. Oh, my God. No, like that is such a putrid quote. He just admits that courts can be wrong. How are they on the highest court in the body? That's like, what I'm land, saying. Dude. I could be a justice at this Especially point. Especially once you see the, the ABC quote. Yeah. That one's even worse. Get us on the bench. Facts. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, one of the best. Okay. He said that this is an issue of states' yeah, that rights. Guy, that guy loves women. <laughs> he, said, he said this is an issue of states' rights. 
okay. he he basically said like let's return this question to the states which makes me think full reversals on the table for i him. love states rights just conversations i love that rhetoric. really dumb really dumb yeah. because most state legislatures are composed almost entirely of men mm-hmm. um and that would mean <laughs> that mostly and and mostly red states men are going to be limiting access to abortion probably in every single possible way 1, for women percent yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they're if if you can just return it to the states if you overturn roe v wade i wouldn't be surprised if in texas there's just an outright ban yes there i mean there already is frankly functionally let's be real there's functionally. a functionally an outright ban but if there is literally just written in the law you just can't get an abortion yeah mm. wouldn't be surprising at all and also the entire point of roe v wade and planned parenthood v casey was that women are sovereign over their own bodies yeah that they're able to make their own choices within certain legal parameters. Uh-huh. And now they just want to unroll all of it. <laughs> like they, they know exactly what's going to happen oh, if yeah. they return it to the states. Oh my they God. 100% know. Like it's it's not motivated by like uh, actual considerations of the law at all. It's yeah. entirely motivated by restricting it's a woman's ability to get an abortion. entirely motivated by the culture war. Yeah. Entirely motivated by the um, what is it's like abortion and gun rights are the two biggest things that get one issue voters to vote for the GOP. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then our our friend, Amy Coney Bozo, <laughs> she went on to say that adoption is a viable option if abortion's off the table or inaccessible for you, most Americans. You got me absolutely fucked up, dog. You got me like, chopped. We talked about this last week. Yes. She needed to tune into the pod. One. Get her on the pod. Get us on the Supreme Court. Fact. We'll, we'll switch places. We'll trade. We can make it 11 on the Supreme Court. Yes. And then um, then it'll still be like six conservatives to three liberals. And then you'll have uh, two socialists on the exactly. court. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go. Let's we'll go. balance it. It's a, That's fair. That's that balanced. Be, come on now. Fair yeah. and balanced. We, we love that. We love fair exactly. and balanced news around here. But you got to be fucking kidding me with that take. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely abysmal. D- tell me you don't know anything about the state of like the adoption system and fucking foster care in this country without telling me. Hey. People, most upper middle class people who go to adopt would rather pay like $15,000 to adopt a baby from overseas, like that they get to pick and choose like everything from, than adopt a kid that's here that needs it for free. I was going to say, I think that's exactly what Amy Coney Barrett did. What, oh, she, no, I think, literally, I forgot she, about that. I think she that. adopted two kids, I think. She's got two kids from Oh, God. I want to say from Africa. I don't know what country or continent it is. I know. Th- I think I'm they're black, sure they're though. brown. I yeah. think so. Yeah. But I, that's probably exactly what she did. No, literally. Yeah. But oh, she's, she knows the adoption God, system. She knows that it's a viable option. Yeah. Because, she knows that she's been through the adoption system. Yeah. yeah absolutely. She's yeah. literally dealt with the adoption system. So many kids need parents. Exactly, bro. Foster care is adequate. So let's restrict the right to abortion so the uh, foster care system and the abortion system just gets even more flooded. Yeah. No, let's just flood the already underfunded foster system right now. Yeah. It'll be perfect. It'll all work out for us. Because those outcomes are really good for those kids. Yeah. Because don't people like pay to buy these kids, right? Uh-huh. Like they pay to buy them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a free market, baby. <laughs> come on, come that's on. That's the free market. I love how our entire argument's just based off of. Well, I adopted kids. It's <laughs> a really good legal practice. How are these people on the Supreme Court? It's like <laughs> how? How did she? Didn't she go to like? Oh God, I want to say Yale or um, something like that. I, she went to probably probably went to an Ivy League. Yeah, she, she went to some like fancy fucking law school. Yeah. How? How the fuck did she get in? It's a mystery to me, big dog. <laughs> I have I'm no sure idea. She went to some fancy undergrad as well. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on here? I go to a state school. Yeah. I go to a state school and I'm smarter than you. Right. <laughs> Hang on. I got infinitely better takes than you. What's up with that? Yeah. What what's is up that? with that? I don't. 
it, it boggles my mind how these people on the Supreme Court um, and, and based on the court's decision earlier this year to not block Texas's abortion law mm-hmm. from being implemented. I am not confident in what they're going to do with this slim Mississippi pickings. law. Slim pickings. Slim, slim pickings. pickings. And, uh, and by the way, an update on that Texas abortion law. Apparently, clinics and neighboring states have been absolutely overwhelmed with requests for aid. Fantastic. Absolutely overwhelmed. It's, because like you're gonna you're gonna have to pay a fine uh-huh. if you try to get an abortion <laughs> in Texas after six weeks. So obviously you're gonna go out of state. So those clinics have just been completely overwhelmed by women that need help. It's almost like things are going exactly as we predicted them to go. Wow. Crazy. It's almost as if doctors cannot recommend a woman go to a clinic in the state because then they will get fined thousands of dollars. Ten thousand dollars, I think, is what it was. And what about the women who just can't travel that far? Oh, like most poor people. Yeah. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Conservatives absolutely love individual freedom until women get it. One thousand percent. (laughs) Like they love to talk about how they're the party of individual freedom and personal choice and like small government. And then they just have this massive hulking government that won't that is going to force you to go to term with the child. Oh, yeah. And it's like I like how conservatives have been trying and failing to employ the my body, my choice rhetoric when it comes to masks. (laughs) It's like, okay, so you accept that? No, they can't. They fundamentally cannot accept that. This doesn't work either way you spin it. Because either you're making fun of my body, my choice, and you just gotta suck it up and wear your mask, Mm -hmm. or you're accepting that framing in a broad context and and fucking abortion. Right, and here's the thing, is that we we can make the argument that wearing a mask has nothing to do with bodily autonomy. No. We can make that argument. Because your bodily autonomy ends when you're gonna kill somebody. Exactly, we can make that argument but conservatives have to accept one of the two paths <laughs> because they, they can't make the argument that like uh, masks are infringing on my freedom, but a government stopping a woman from getting an abortion is not. Yeah, exactly. And But honestly, for them, it always comes down to the personhood argument 1, every single time, because like I feel like anytime you debate with conservatives about abortion, like they're subconsciously just trying to make the personhood argument. Yeah, It always comes down to personhood. It always comes down to the philosophical argument, even though they would not survive a day in philosophy 101. They, uh, no, not at all. God, no, not at all. Those classes are ruthless, especially because you like well what happens when like a sentient creature that we kill is more sentient than a fucking fetus oh my god and then they're like well it's a human yeah if you want to see a real real interesting threat (laughs) go to our tiktok exactly i think it's the uh is it the first video we did is it the first clip yeah the first clip uh the first abortion clip that we have it should be like the fourth video back by the time that this is posted fourth fifth maybe six i don't know it depends Mm -hmm. on if we're posting like demons might have to it's the one with like 300 fucking comments on it yeah putrid takes all over the place. Oh yeah, just motherfuckers just really arguing bad takes. in bad faith. Us like, too. <laughs> still get yeah, still getting comments like to this day. Supposed to like a week ago. There's one fucking dude. This video's been up for like a week, and there's one dude that just keeps coming back every day to get shit on. Yeah, he's got to have a kink for it. Yeah, <laughs> making the worst arguments. Oh, oh my god, god it's so bad. I dunked on him so many times. Yeah, y- y'all go check it out. Go check it out. Yeah. Give us a follow too, by the way. You know, you know. Uh, anyway, like conservatives, they claim to be the uh, Republicans. Really claim to be the family or the party of family values yeah unless it applies to like women being able to get an abortion so they don't sink into poverty or like uh, immigrant families crossing the border or uh-huh. children in schools like they claim yeah. to be the party of family values and then will actively destroy families they are just unable to look past what's two feet in front of them yeah and look at things in context no introspection ability whatsoever absolutely zero nuance yes none at so all fun. So none fun. at all 
Um, anyways, I think that's probably sums it up on abortion. That that? Not looking good. Speaking of uh, conservatives and women, you're going to have to stick with me for this while I talk okay. about this little story because it won't come full circle until the end. I'm sure you all may have heard that at least earlier in the week, or this is coming out if you're watching this on Wednesday, uh, earlier last week, Chris Cuomo was suspended from CNN. True. Because he was found to be serving as an unpaid aide to his brother while he was going through his sexual assault Wait, scandal. Didn't we literally say this when yeah, we covered oh, the Cuomo stuff? We did. The Andrew Cuomo it stuff? It came out a while ago that he was doing all that. Yeah. But now there was like a big info dump from the law firm that is like investigating the case yeah, yeah, for yeah, CNN. Yeah. And so even more stuff came out, more transcripts came out on like how exactly he was doing it. And basically Chris was using his media connections as the story was breaking to try and like lessen the blow for his brother. I think I think we literally had that take like on whatever episode oh, it was that we talked about. I'm sure we did. Go look back at I'm our early episodes. Sure Check it we out. did. Somebody fact check us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we did. But that's not all. During like uh the law firm's investigation into it they found out that someone who used to work for Chris when he was at a different media company yeah. came out with like a sexual misconduct allegation against him. Oh, it runs so, in the family. So that's what literally runs in the family. That's one right there, mm-hmm. right? That's a whole nother thing. So that's what caused CNN to just say, fuck it, you're terminated, you're done. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's it. But that's not what I at least find interesting about the case. Because okay. like we said, we predicted it already. We yeah, figured yeah. that this is what's going to happen. Months ago. He should have fucking taken leave. Months ago. Like when when this thing was going on, he should have just taken leave. He should have kept his fucking grubby little mitts off of it. Yeah. And not helped his brother try and get away with sexual assault. He should not have been allowed to report on the story whatsoever. And to be fair, he didn't report on it. Like on oh, his thing. Okay. But like he's using his media allies. Dude's a yeah. powerful figure in media. He was CNN's top program in yes. the primetime slot. Yes. Like, you, yeah, you should not be able to influence things to lessen blows for your family members. Bros got connections. Yeah. Right? But like I said, we've already been over this. This isn't really news. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, it's What I think is so funny about the situation is on Instagram, like Instagram comments and just online in general, the comments under like reports about this have been so fucking wild. Oh, no. It's been people who I'm going to assume are conservatives or like – Fair assumption. Right-leaning people saying, while I don't really like Chris Cuomo, I don't like that guy, I have to respect that he's willing to help his brother. <laughs> like, like, dog. Like, dog. No! It's so funny that you don't – you stay shitting on Democrats. Oh. And, like, I, we stay shitting on Democrats, too, but for way different reasons. You stay shitting on Democrats and anyone that's, like, on the left, adjacent to the left, until they act adjacent – to a sex crime. That is insane. Wild. Absolutely wild. Bro, how, how the, oh, you can't defend. They're, they're giving the game away. Party they're of family values. Party of family values. Ridiculous. Yeah, no, they're literally just giving the game away and admitting that they only support people from the other party when they commit crimes. It's like, it's like oh, yeah, yeah, fuck you for wanting, like, how shitty things that Democrats want. Fuck you for wanting racism to be over. But... I heard you helped your brother try and get away with sexual assault. Respect, Respect. brother. <laughs> Respect, brother. I support the grind and your family values. Exactly. That, exactly. Is, that is actually. That un- is family values. That's what family values is to them. Yeah. <laughs> Covering up for anything. Helping your family members get away with egregious sex crimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, that is actually insane. And I remember conservatives were uh, criticizing Andrew Cuomo coming at him and be like, look at this Democrats. Like, you still support him. And yeah. that was after, like, every Democrat had abandoned Cri- or Andrew Cuomo. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were just able to, like, I mean, claim the dub because, like, to uh-huh. be fair, 
dude from the Democratic Party was being terrible. Yeah. And like he deserved to be uh, impeached as governor and then he eventually stepped down. But it's so funny to see conservatives defending mm-hmm. Chris Cuomo now. Mm-hmm. Like after they shit on Andrew Cuomo for so long. After they shit on both of them for so long. Rightly so, by the way. <laughs> both those guys suck. Yeah. The Cuomos are terrible. Mm-hmm. But oh my God. At least their, their news incest is going to be over. I hope Never so. gonna have to see that again. Never gonna have to see the mom <laughs> likes me better. During the election, when they'd be on at the same time, oh, being like, "I support you, brother." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> during <laughs> during like uh, Governor Cuomo's like just whole COVID thing. Yeah, whole COVID just like circle jerk that he oh, was yeah. doing with himself when he wrote a book after oh, he killed like God. thousands of old people yeah. on purpose. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that is so putrid. I absolutely hate the Cuomos. That's, that's a, that's, I'm anti-Cuomosexual. I'm, I'm Cuomophobic. Oh, shit. I'm Cuomophobic. But you're getting into Italiophobic teria. I am Italiophobic at this oh, point. no. I'm labeling all Italians uh, basically ba- based on what I Thanks, see within bro. Chris Cuomo and Andrew yeah, Cuomo. What, what pictures of uh, Cuomo are they going to be showing on the news after yeah. this one? Trying to paint yeah. him like a bad, trying to paint white people, Italians as bad people. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They're going to show him at his worst because <laughs> Italians are <laughs> Let me not get myself in trouble. Anyways, moving on to uh to a uh, kind of a related thing in in terms of topic, but yeah. I'm gonna issue another trigger warning right here uh, for topics of sexual assault because we're gonna be talking about Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh yeah. Uh, so Ghislaine Maxwell, if you don't know, associate of Jeffrey Epstein, she is on trial. Associate girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein. Associate slash girlfriend slash business partner slash kind of thing. Sex trafficker slash. Well, yes. Well, alleged. <laughs> I'm sorry, alleged. That is sex yet to be seen, Gage. Yeah. Um, anyway, so in the news, in other news, uh, the trial of Glenn Maxwell started last week, um, yep. and at the point of listening to this, there'll probably be like even more days of trial that have happened. Um, but Maxwell is being charged with several felony counts. Oh yeah, and she's being charged with the tra- sex trafficking of minors, which is mm-hmm. like, yes, yes. <laughs> that is yes. exactly what, what happened. happened. Um, much of the prosecution's argument against has been against Epstein, really, and trying to draw like the connection between Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, mm-hmm. um, and trying to like make the case that Maxwell has been preying on poor women and promising them wealth and prosperity yeah. uh, for like you know doing the nasty shit to, mm-hmm. with Epstein. Um, and so far, a few people have taken the stand. Um, and actually, I don't know if they've all taken the stand, but there's been like testimonies or at least personal accounts from these people. Um, the first one was a woman that is going by the pseudonym of Jane because she didn't want to reveal her name mm-hmm. who has said that she was coerced and abused by Epstein when she was around 14 years old for like wow, two years. Love that. Um, and Maxwell's defense reportedly grilled Jane on the fact <laughs> that it took her decades to speak out. I love, I love it when there's a rape case going on or a sexual assault case. Oh, even and, worse. And the by defense, the way, sex yeah, trafficking. So much worse yeah, for actually. decades. Yeah. yeah. Everybody really knows the gravity of the Epstein case. Yeah. Like, I love it when there's something like that that goes on. And then the, the defense is just victim blame. Yes. It's just victim blame. Every, victim blame. Consistently victim blame. Same thing with the Bill Cosby shit that happened. Yeah. I've seen so much victim blaming about that. Maxwell's defense is basically trying to say that the story is manufactured as a way to, like, capitalize on the public outrage about Jeffrey Epstein. For what? Like for what gain? Money, attention. Like that's what their that's what their argument oh, is. Oh yeah, she wants attention. That's why she's using a pseudonym. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which is really dumb because like there is a a massive stigma around people speaking up about their sexual yeah. assault experiences. They're constantly shamed, treated as like broken or like used or like mm-hmm. someone that needs to be fixed. Treated as dirty. Exactly. Like there's there's so much of a stigma around coming out about this stuff, even when it's not a high profile sex trafficking crime. 
yeah, when it's just like it's, a regular yeah. uh, sexual well she shouldn't even be regular but just like your average sexual assault experience so many people uh-huh. never speak out about that thing never tell their friends oh, yeah. their family because they're ashamed of it isn't it like 70 something percent is just never reported I th- something like that probably uh-huh. I mean like and and there was like a I mean it's just it's disgusting that this is the way that victims of sex crimes are treated mm-hmm. and of course like I mean I don't know what other defense <laughs> Maxwell's defense defense team is going <laughs> to use they gonna issue? like there's no way that they can defend Maxwell without saying some egregious stuff like that yeah, but we've oh got the God. black book we've got pictures we've yeah. got literally so much against them but um there was a an earth altering reality shattering quote from a psychologist okay on the stand like a bombshell testimony all right the psychologist said, survivors open up about their experiences when they feel safe doing so. No way. Who'd have thought? That is- Who would have thought? My mind is blown. I cannot wow. believe that that's, that's, that's how it works. Crazy. It's almost as if you know Jeffrey Epstein being a public figure for the last three decades or even longer scares people into not speaking about their experiences mm-hmm. sooner. It's almost like this dude being super powerful, super connected with a bunch of different political figures. Yeah. Them having come in contact with these political yeah. figures- would be a scary thing. Yeah. Hmm, who'd have thought? It's almost as if there's a lot of societal pressures that keep people from speaking out about their experiences. Mm-hmm. Almost like that. But that's just a theory. Yeah. That's just a theory. Um, Epstein's former pilot also testified, okay. saying that Epstein's clients included people like Bill Clinton and Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> I already We already knew about that, though. Yeah, to we, be fair. we've been new. There have been, been pictures of them. Pictures. Um, the pilot also claimed that he never saw any unaccompanied minors on the plane. Dog. 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 You're perjuring yourself. Come on. You're this, literally you're just lying. getting yourself in trouble, dog. Um, and, and by the way, the pilot's kids went to um, private school and then college on Epstein's dime. Hmm. So it's almost as if he has incentives to not tell the truth right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, in a way, just like that psychologist was saying, people will come out when they feel safe. He doesn't feel safe to, like, come out with things like that. Yeah. Even though he absolutely should. I mean. But, like, he's got to think, like, shit, like, what's going to happen? Like, is the money going to stop? Is all this going to stop? Yeah. Like, my kids went to school on his dime. I'm, like, by proxy. Yeah. A defendant in this case, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't, I feel like um, I might have heard of him, like. Being not being acquitted, but like I don't know, getting some there kind of treatment. There would have been like a plea deal, right? If he's he like testified. he's like not going to be charged or something like yeah. that. But dude has been the pilot for like like thirty years. Facts, like maybe maybe he's thinking if he uh, if he testified, he'd be found to have killed himself. A la oh, Epstein, you know? True. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He'll have hung himself by getting shot in the back of the head. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> yeah, Twice. exactly. Um, so yeah, this dude, absolutely complicit in what's happened. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me he saw absolutely nothing when the most prolific pedophile in the world was literally transporting like teenage women to his islands. Oh, yeah. How else would they have got there? Yeah. Dude was the pilot for so long. Mm-hmm. He knows. Mm-hmm. He absolutely knows. Um, and, and like- Throwback to when um, Donald Trump had heard about Glenn Maxwell being arrested. And he was like, I wish her well. Her boyfriend just died. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. He he kept defending it. He doubled down. That was the hill he wanted to die. And he's like, what? What? Like, I'm just wishing her well. We used to be friends. Yeah. Like, (laughs) dog. He said, "We, I, I met with her several times. She's a nice person. Her boyfriend just died. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he framed it like it was just some random dude and, that died. And conservatives like love to talk about like this case as like an example of like the liberal elite. 
yeah. you know, being pedophiles and shit, as if there aren't many conservatives also implicated in this, and as if Donald Trump didn't defend this bitch. Yeah. They didn't give a shit about that. <laughs> Donald Trump has pictures with Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> like, straight up. And then I think, oh, God, I think someone else testified, like a driver mm-hmm. testified, about how they drove, like, minors or some shit to give Trump massages at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, my God. Wild. I is that wait was that was in the trial that they testified I think that so, yeah that's crazy right Trump's never gonna get charged with any of this though oh by no the way. definitely not There's there are ju- so many things this dude could have been charged with especially over the last like years. I mean Bill Clinton the Clintons won't get charged with anything either oh god no. but like Hillary I, I'm nah. sure that and I think another person implicated was like Prince Andrew or something and he's like denied all yeah. of the allegations but like none of these rich powerful people are ever gonna be charged with anything in relation to the Epstein case no no it does, yeah it doesn't matter to them like honestly I think the only reason that the state's even going after Glenn Maxwell is because they can't go after Jeffrey Epstein anymore because they never got the chance to do it. Yeah, because I wonder, I wonder what happened to that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happened to that guy. What happened to that guy? Um, and then uh, uh, another person, a former house manager of Epstein, also testified. His okay. name is Juan Alessi. He's a former house manager. He said that Maxwell was with Epstein 95% of the time, and Maxwell often instructed young women on how to interact with Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. 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 He also said that he had never heard anything about what was going on, which is like, hmm. but but you know that she instructed them. Yeah. So you heard the instruction. Feels a little improbable, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying if this is a bell curve. Yeah. This is really feeling like in the realm of the fourth or fifth standard deviations. Yeah, extremely unlikely. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the defense here yeah. has been impeccable oh no they've done a really good job at painting the case as a prime example of manipulation with men exerting power over women like that's kind of their stake in this case that's like their claim of what's happening and it's like yeah but that's more of an explanation like if you if you accept this in the most charitable way possible that's an explanation not an excuse yeah you know yeah and i was listening to uh true anon which is like a conspiracy theory kind of podcast uh-huh. um and they're covering the maxwell case pretty intimately i think yeah. they're there like covering it oh, in wow. the court in the courtroom or like in one of the courtrooms where they can watch it yeah uh and they said that maxwell's lawyers are absolute demons in the courtroom for real she uh they said that apparently the uh the main uh defense attorney opened up with this line absolute banger okay, of a quote okay. she said ever since adam and eve Women have been blamed for the actions of men. That's hard as fuck. That is oh, that's that's bro. a fucking banger, bro. Right if there. I if I was like on the uh, the prosecution side, I'd be like, it's done. We lost. It's over. <laughs> like that's that's the that's what she opened with on the first day. Imagine what her closing argument's going to be. I know she's a demon in the courtroom. That's dog. insane. It's like she's got Maxwell's got the Epstein money, like yeah. backing her too. Yeah, she can afford to hire these crazy fucking lawyers. Oh yeah. Like, and I mean, leave it up to a demon to drop such a biblical quote like that. Exactly. Like, holy shit. Straight up biblical. That's hard. Like, you've won at least half the jury over after that line. Oh, my God. For real. Like, it's an uphill battle for the prosecution mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it shouldn't be. Yeah. And apparently, apparently the, the the defense, their narrative is really that the case is entirely about me- memory, manipulation, and money. Mm-hmm. They're, they're saying, like, That's these kind of women are not. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. alliteration is nice. They keep saying, like. The, the women that are coming forward, their memory is wrong. Glenn Maxwell was manipulated into doing this stuff, and money's been paid to people to like keep them quiet um, and not talking about what Epstein did while Glenn is really just an innocent 
bystander in all of this. Okay, but like she, even if she, again, again, most charitable interpretation, even if she was manipulated into doing this, I can't say that I was manipulated into killing somebody and exactly. then get off. Exactly. Like, you still did it. Yeah. That's not she how the criminal justice system things. works. Like there's so many levels of agency there. Yeah. Like, come on. We can only understand like the conditions that force people into doing bad things when it's going to get someone off for a sex crime. Facts. <laughs> like that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's literally it. And like, is is Glenn Maxwell a victim? Probably. Yeah, like, like she, I don't doubt it. Like she was probably manipulated by Jeffrey Epstein. He had a lot of money. I I don't know how much money she came from, but like she was probably manipulated. Uh-huh. She was probably a victim to some extent. That does not justify sex it's trafficking. Not an excuse. It's you, definitely not an excuse. You're an adult woman. You can get out. You can report all of this. Like you knew what was going on. She could on. have called the cops. Yeah. Like at any point along the road. Like you, you're you you were a business partner. Mm-hmm. Like and you were very complicit in what you was going on. You stood to gain a lot from doing this. And you did. Yeah. And you literally did gain a lot. Clearly, you gained some fire fucking attorneys. Oh my god! I know. That's a crazy quote. I'm a sucker for biblical quotes like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, damn. like that is it's straight. He, and I hate that it's coming from that vile creature. I know. Like it makes me so angry. And on the on the Churanon podcast, they were like, after that line was said, everyone just like gasped, and then there was just a massive groan because they're like, oh, oh come on, <laughs> yeah, they're like, bro, oh, come on. And apparently the uh, the prosecution was like a little bit weak to start off. Um, like apparently not all their witnesses are very convincing uh, and their arguments are like it seems like they're a little bit nervous because it's such a high profile case what is it with prosecutors and fumbling the bag this last month I don't know but I feel like to be a defense attorney for these awful people you literally have to feel nothing ever oh yeah so you like you can just get up there and spit yeah like (laughs) you you can just get you can get up there in front of a jury of of Ghislaine Maxwell's peers, yeah, and just start spitting absolute, but just start orating. They got Drake's ghostwriter exactly for their closing and opening. That statements. is like, and apparently she had some like other bangers in there. Really, and she, yeah, and like her uh, her defense attorneys just cool, calm, collected, spitting bars, making like the victims doubt themselves and stuff. Like it's God, just it's ga- gaslighting, straight up actively, straight up gaslighting, just actively girl, gaslighting, gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss, yeah. Through the court, yeah, just, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how convinced the jury has been thus far. It's only been a week of uh, hearings, but like, like, oh my god, like I, I'm sure that some of the people, like the pilot that got up there, uh-huh. wasn't very convincing because it's like, come on, Doug, like, yeah. you are, you cl- very clearly are implicated here, mm-hmm. and are you very pictures. clearly are lying, yeah. But like, oh, like such a banger of an opening, huh. yeah. Why do the ba- oh why do bad god. people say such bangers sometimes? Yeah, why do villains always got the cool lines? Right. You know, the, the good guys always got corny shit. Why can't Why can't the prosecution open with just a punch to the jaw? <laughs> just soccer. Yeah, like that. That's such. I cannot get over that opening. That's and so hard. Like, I still kind of have faith for the case because yeah. literally nobody is on Epstein's side. Oh yeah, in the public, not a single fucking person is like, yeah, this guy did nothing. Yeah, this guy killed himself. Nobody thinks that. Nobody. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that have to do with like Epstein and his like business associates and like who yeah. really was involved in what he was doing. But I feel like it's just a mainstream accepted truth at this time that Epstein did not kill himself. Oh, 1000 percent. Because he didn't. Like, I'm but sorry, dude. Didn't. It doesn't make any sense. And I think um, on Chapo, they were talking about this a couple weeks ago and basically how like the uh, the prison that he was in, they were trying to lose him. Yeah. Straight up trying to lose Epstein. Like they they checked him in as a black man when he got there. Yeah, and didn't the camera like cut out? Or the some camera shit? cut out. Uh he killed himself right well, killed himself. 
killed himself <laughs> <laughs> right when like the guard walked away he wasn't being watched mm-hmm. they which put him, he was supposed to be watched 24 7 i right? think they yeah i think they put him in his own private cell yep. like i don't know I don't they know moved him up to like one. the top floor which is like pro i don't know what the word they use but it was like the easiest floor to live on i guess mm-hmm. like i it's kind of suspicious yeah, and it's like i remember i remember um i was watching come town mm-hmm. like them like doing their little thing about it and that's when i learned that the Clintons have known, I think, over 200 people that have killed themselves. Yeah. Some with two bullets to the back of the head. Uh, <laughs> like, you gotta, like... <laughs> like... Like, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of suspicious behavior. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And it's like, some of the Epstein conspiracies are wild. Mm-hmm. Like, God, there's one. Because I think his dad or grandpa was, like, a part of the CIA or some shit. There's been a couple of conspiracies saying that Epstein was actually like a double agent trying to catch like the elite in their acts. But it's like, okay, but then he participated in these acts. Feels like a conspiracy. I don't know. That one feels like a conspiracy. But the fact that Ep- the fact that Epstein killed himself. Um, yeah, it's very it's yeah. very very suspicious. And I think like the most glaring truth about Epstein's treatment was that this dude gets into prison, gets like his own cell, is basically almost lost within the prison system. But if like one poor black man commits like a theft, he's well, literally solitary confinement for 3 years. Right, he's treated he's treated extremely harsh to the full extent of the mm-hmm, law. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey Epstein just gets to like chill in his own private cell. Yeah. Or you get like what is it Rastafarians who don't cut their hair? Yeah. Them in prison the like a couple years ago, like I want to say 20 years ago, Rastafarians in prison, if they didn't cut their hair, they'd be in solitary confinement. Yeah. So there are a couple that came out of prison doing their whole sentence in solitary. Yeah. That like that's it's it's mind boggling that we can treat like just regular degular people who have not committed national yeah. sex trafficking. We can co- we can treat them like incredibly harsh, like uh-huh. they are the scum of the earth. But like Jeffrey Epstein gets lost in the prison system. Mm-hmm. Like I, you cannot tell me that money and power does not influence your treatment in every aspect of society. Thanks. Like oh my god, and I mean just to just to sum up the Maxwell trial so far, it's been absolutely vile. Oh, yeah. You know we'll be back next week talking more about it. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, there are probably going to be some more interesting uh, turn of events, and we'll see what happens. Probably some more bangers. Um, and I, my prediction right now is that uh, – well, I, I think that the goal of the prosecution was basically to make Maxwell take the fall for everything that happened and yeah. with Epstein because Epstein can't take the fall anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but people like the Clintons, uh, Donald Trump, uh, everyone else that was involved with Jeffrey Epstein, they're going to get away. Oh, yeah. They will never be charged with anything. But again, if this was like a, um, say, a more mid-tier sex trafficking ring. Yeah. And it was, say, regular people involved, like, doing the crimes, Mm -hmm. like, doing the sex acts, you know, they'd be persecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Yeah. There'd be a whole task force dedicated to finding every single person who purchased services Mm -hmm. from this, like, ring. You know, yeah. well, I mean, like people that peddle drugs from Mexico into the United States, they oh, yeah. go to prison and see their entire trial. Uh-huh. Epstein didn't <laughs> like you can't you can, like they are watched 24 seven. They are kept in the worst conditions and have to face the harshest penalties for their crime. Mm-hmm. But like w- w- rich white people in the United States that have been comfy with elites for all of their lives get to get away with these crimes. Crazy. The system is fundamentally broken. Mm-hmm. And they will never, people like Donald Trump, people like Bill Clinton, anyone else involved with Jeffrey Epstein that's like an elite will never be prosecuted for this stuff. The people that actively perpetuated that kind of behavior from Jeffrey Epstein will never face trial for this. The people who in many ways facilitated that type of behavior. Enabled him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, if these people were, like, had any shred of decency in them, they would have, like, I don't know, told the police immediately as uh-huh. soon as they learned about what uh-huh. he was doing. But they didn't. They participated in it. Yeah. Like. They're responsible for QAnon. Yeah. Like, this is Donald, why QAnon's a fucking thing. Donald Trump literally caused QAnon. <laughs> like, oh, my God. These these people are so vile. They're so out of touch with reality. And it's just, I mean, it's, you can't convince me this life is real. Uh, yeah. You We're living in a simulation, in a folks. Sim. Like I, we're living in a simulation. None of it's real. Mm-hmm. Like all everything that's happened, mind-boggling. Oh, Donald yeah. Trump's gonna win in twenty twenty-four. <laughs> it's a simulation. It doesn't Trump, matter. Trump, DeSantis, and/or DeSantis Owens is gonna win in twenty twenty-four. <laughs> Candace Owens, vice president. Oh, that would yeah, be baby. wild. That'd be so cool. That'd be such like I mean, terrible for the country. Great for content. <laughs> Uh, it's like a, it's an inverse relationship, people. Exactly, that's what it's well, all about. It's not. Inverse... It's not even like <laughs> we we've got things like the Mayor Pete documentary coming out. Yeah. That's great content. We gotta watch that, by the way. Well, I was I was gonna say it's not even like an inverse relation. It's an inverse relationship when it's definitely Republicans. Yeah. Great content, bad for the country. But even when it's Democrats, it's still kind it's of great <laughs> content, bad for the country. It, well, but like Joe Biden doesn't give us too, enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he poops his pants in front of the Queen, uh, or no Duke of Duke of something. <laughs> something, yeah. Some, uh, some but that like but that's like the funniest thing he's done. Exactly. Joe Biden doesn't give it to us, but all of like the Democratic establishment attempt to prop this dude up hilarious they're giving it to us <laughs> mayor pete giving it to us oh my god whole episode was on him last or last episode thanks that was a good one that was funny oh my goodness anyway that's some future news for you all i hope this episode wasn't too sad yeah. hopefully we'll get some uh, a bit lighter news some funnier stuff we can talk about next week but thanks. you know you know that's just how it goes exactly. uh, anyway we appreciate you all for listening to this episode thousand percent but before we go you know we got to give a special shout out to our patrons. So Ooh. special thanks to Cricket Scrapbook Layouts, Nikki Nine Lives, Caden Kraut, Terrence Nicholson, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, and my mom for supporting the show on Patreon. We couldn't do it without you all. Let's go. Um, Let's hopefully, go. hopefully we'll get the studio tour up really soon. I know it's it's been some time since Thanks. we hit our yeah, goal. It's a. I know we said like this isn't the full studio. It's not. We're almost there. Believe us, we're working. But I've se- I've bit off a lot. Yeah, <laughs> with this this final addition to the studio, it's a it is a lot. We're so. and we are currently um, fighting for our lives in yeah, college like right I said now. At the beginning, I am beaten, I am battered, and I am bruised. I'm I'm straight up crying, crying all the time. Exactly. Jeremy's got like this coming week is his finals week. Yes, the week after is my finals week. Dying, but then after that. <laughs> after that we after got that, you'll hopefully... three solid weeks of winter break exactly to exactly we'll be uh we'll be pumping out content and oh, you'll, yeah. you guys will get a bunch more so don't even worry about it so yeah. that'll be soon that'll exactly. be soon just a little exactly. update for you all but um thanks for listening to the pod and uh we'll talk to you all next week have a good one